Welcome to the Climate Smart Farming Show podcast. This podcast is sponsored by my supporters on Patreon and by B Books, publisher of A Farmer's Guide to Climate Disruption, which is now available in print, ebook, and audiobook. B Books also publishes climate smart romance novels by Tara L. Roy. Learn more at bbooks.org. You'll also get free climate smart downloads, including tips for weathering drought and flood, and the Farm Emergency Preparedness Plan. When you subscribe to BeeBooks newsletter, sign up at beebooks.org, beebooks.org. I'm your host, author and multimedia artist, Rebecca L. Fraser, and I'm excited to share this episode of the Climate Smart Farming Show podcast with you. So let's dig into it. Chapter 23. Push-Pull. How Peas and Grasses Fight Climate Disruption. Corn is one of the world's major food crops, and with more than 90 million acres of corn growing in almost every state in the nation, the United States is the world's largest producer and exporter. Like so many important crops, corn has its nemesis, the stem borer moth. This pest devastates corn in stages. First, stem borer larvae feed on the leaves of the maize plant. Then, they bore into the stem. Using pesticides to control stem borer is usually ineffective, as the chemicals cannot reach deep inside the plant stems where the stem borer larvae reside. Another pest, the parasitic invasive species Striga, or witchweed, attacks corn and other globally important agricultural crops, including sorghum, sugarcane, and rice. Striga is native to Africa and Asia and was first identified in North Carolina around 1956. As with stem borer, use of chemical herbicides against Striga is ineffective. These pests don't feed exclusively on U.S. crops. According to reports from International Center of Insect Physiology and Ecology, ICIPE, preventing crop losses from stem borers and striga weeds and improving soil fertility in eastern Africa alone could increase cereal harvests enough to feed an additional 27 million people. Now, some U.S. producers are learning about the push-pull method developed in Kenya that prevents such losses and may help farmers everywhere to protect their crops in the erratic weather created by climate change. Learning from Nature In Africa, economic barriers to conventional pest resistance led researchers at ICIPE to work with farmers in Kenya and other partners to look for clues in nature. By examining how native grasses deal with pests and weeds, the researcher farmer team discovered certain plants that can more effectively and less expensively eradicate certain pests. In a process scientists call selective allelopathy, some plants actually suppress others. Desmodium, commonly known as tick trefoil, not only suppresses weeds, but also conserves the soil, exudes anti-zenotic alimonies to repel pests, and provides high-protein stock feed. Desmodium is a member of the pea family, with native roots on every arable continent. 
In North America, there are 76 varieties of the plant. Tick tree foils are also useful as living mulch, as green manure, and as a climate disruption mitigator, as they improve soil fertility and reduce greenhouse gases in the atmosphere through nitrogen fixation. Most also make good animal fodder. Napier grass works well in its native sub-Saharan Africa as a trap for HT corn borer. The sharp silica hairs and sticky exudates on the napier grass kill the stem borer larvae when they hatch, breaking the life cycle and reducing pest numbers. With this information, ICIPE and its partners developed the push-pull growing method, which relies on napier grass and desmodium to protect crops. To date, push-pull has been adopted by over 131,000 smallholder farmers in East Africa, where maize yields have increased over 300% with minimal inputs. The process and science behind it are described at push-pull.net. Quote, the technology involves intercropping maize with a repellent plant such as desmodium and planting an attractive trap plant such as napier grass as a border crop around this intercrop. Gravid stem borer females are repelled or deterred away from the target crop, that's the pushing part, by stimuli that mask host apparency while they are simultaneously attracted, the pulling part, to the trap crop, leaving the target crop protected. Desmodium produces root exudates. Some of the exudates stimulate the germination of striga seeds while other exudates inhibit their growth after germination. This combination reduces the striga seed bank in the soil through efficient suicidal germination, even in the presence of graminaceous host plants. A perennial cover crop, desmodium exerts its striga control effect even when the host crop is out of season. Desmodium also conserves soil moisture, enhances anthropod abundance and diversity, and improves soil organic matter. Desmodium and napier grass protect fragile soils from erosion. These factors enable cereal cropping systems to be more resilient and adaptable to climate change while providing essential environmental services and making farming systems more robust and sustainable. According to Andre Loy, farmers he met in Kenya and Ethiopia while director of the International Federation for Organic Agriculture Movements are successfully using push-pull technology on millet, sorghum, pulses, mango, tomato, lettuce, squash, potatoes, and other crops. He said, in the middle of a drought, where the crops of 40 million people have failed, these farmers are thriving. Adapting Push-Pull for Your Farm Conventional push-pull was developed in 1997 and introduced to a small group of Kenyan farmers in 1998. It uses silver leaf desmodium, desmodium uncinatum, and napier grass, penicetum purpureum. In response to sub-Saharan Africa's increased drought pressures in recent years, ICIPE and its partners developed what they call Climate Smart Push-Pull in 2011 and introduced it to farmers in 2012. 
Climate Smart Push-Pull uses two drought-tolerant species, greenleaf desmodium, desmodium intortum, and brecciaria grass, brecciaria cv mulatto 2. Sudan grass, sorghum sudanese, is a viable alternative to napier grass for U.S. growers that has been used successfully in push-pull agriculture. Desmodium and napier grass, Penicetum purpureum, are native to Africa, but varieties of desmodium and grass grow on every continent. Finding varieties that are adapted to your region may be a matter of trial and error or of seeking assistance from researchers at your local ag extension office. Loy said, intercropping with varieties that are native or adapted to your region is superior to cover cropping. He added, when we bring these systems in, we find that locally adapted seeds are the best responsive for yield. Push-pull is already used in large-scale commercial systems. Loy, a native of Australia, where the typical farm is thousands of acres and the smallest paddock on his family farm was a square mile, claimed it's just as easy to put napier grass and desmodium around a one-acre circle of corn as it is to plant it around a thousand acres of corn if you've got the right machine and the right system. It's matters of appropriate scale for who you are. The simple methods involved in regenerative agriculture provide farmers a chance to correct the course our planet is currently on. This is urgent, said Loy. We have a once-in-a-generation chance to stop this. We don't want to be the generation that failed our children and grandchildren. We don't have to invent any new technologies. We just have to scale up good practices. A new GMO costs $100 million. If we took that $100 million and used that for training, we could stop climate change. Thanks for listening to the Climate Smart Farming Show podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, you may also like my book, A Farmer's Guide to Climate Disruption, now available in ebook, print, and audiobook. To support this podcast and my other creative endeavors for as little as $1 a month, please visit patreon.com forward slash Rebecca L. Fraser. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.